Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Springfield, Massachusetts. Hello, Massachusetts residents, and welcome to the third episode of the Mass Effect here on American Variety Network. The Mass Effect is a podcast dedicated to all Massachusetts citizens that focuses on the latest Massachusetts news, current events, sports, and even has some wonderful guests and businesses from Massachusetts on the show. For more information about the Mass Effect, please like our fan page on Facebook called The Mass Effect. And of course, enjoy today's episode of The Mass Effect. I'm your host, Alice Cardinelli, live from Springfield, Massachusetts. Tonight, I have a really action-packed show that all Massachusetts residents are going to love. Our first guest tonight is a firefighter from the Dalton and Agawam, Massachusetts Fire Departments. Firefighter Ken Sagendorf 
will be here on the show. I will have a fun one-on-one conversation with him for all you Massachusetts citizens about fighting fires, fire safety, his most memorable calls, and more. Plus, I'll give you the latest Massachusetts news, weather, sports, and more. I have a very special surprise planned for this show. I'm going to reveal the surprise in a second here, but I do want to point out that I'm really excited for this show, and I hope all of you will enjoy it and check out all of the businesses I mentioned tonight. Our two featured businesses that I will be reviewing and spotlighting are Peacock Chinese Restaurant and La Florentina Italian Pastry Shop. Now, the big surprise I have in store for you is for the first time ever, I'm going to have another guest, this time a business owner to be on our business spotlight. He is going to talk about his new restaurant, and I'm going to make a very special announcement during this time as well. So stay tuned to the show. If you leave the show, you will miss the special announcement and the special guest. Now, here is what's planned for the show. As mentioned a moment ago, our special guest is firefighter Ken Sagendorf. I'm going to recap the latest Massachusetts news, the seven-day forecast for Massachusetts, Massachusetts sports, and a special Mass Bulletin board. I'm going to have a discussion on Six Flags New England now that it's open. I'm going to tell you guys about some important phone numbers and the best businesses in Massachusetts, in my personal opinion. And I'm going to be spotlighting Peacock Chinese Restaurant and the Florentina Pastry Shop. And for the first time ever, our guest in the business spotlight is head chef and owner of The Grill at the Boulevard, Anthony Serafino. He will be here to promote his restaurant. And I'll make a very special announcement after that. So, enough with the hype. Let's get on to this action-packed show. Massachusetts residents, here we go. Welcome to the Mass Effect with Alice Cardinelli on American Variety Network. This is Massachusetts Residents, one-stop podcast for anything and everything Massachusetts. On the Mass Effect, expect to hear the latest news and current events in Massachusetts, hear what is happening in Massachusetts, and expect to hear from Massachusetts citizens who will be in for a treat as Alex interviews some local businesses, politicians, local firefighters, and police, and people from all around Massachusetts that serve the community. Plus, the icing of the Massachusetts cake is local businesses who have the spotlight put on them as they get featured in Massachusetts Business Spotlight. This show is for everyone living in Massachusetts. Now, let's get this show started right now. All right, so here we go. 
We're going to start this week's episode of the Mass Effect. Massachusetts theme park and roller coaster enthusiast. Six Flags New England is now officially open for the 2016 season. It opens last Saturday. This year, Six Flags has introduced two brand new rides. The first ride is Superman the Ride. And Superman the Ride is replacing Bizarro. This summer, you can experience this ride in 3D with Samsung Gear VR, which will allow you to enter a virtual world with high-resolution imagery and a 360-degree view that synchronizes to the action of the coaster. The second new ride is the Fireball. The Fireball will offer the ultimate in adrenaline and thrills as the theme park continues to introduce the latest in ride technology for its guests in New England. The giant looping coaster will be located in the Rockville area of the park. Fireball is expected to open in late spring of 2016 and riders must be at least 48 inches tall to ride. Here's some facts about the ride, the fireball. 24 passengers seated in face-to-face positions. It's going to have a pendulum-style takeoff with multiple 360 revelations, an additional 360 revelation when the train reverses mid-course, and it's over seven stories tall, and it has a two-minute ride time. Six Flags New England is open daily until April 24, 2016, and that is because it is spring spring break for everyone in school. Then it will only operate on the weekends until May 31st. The water park opens Saturday, May 28th, and starting June 1st, Six Flags New England will once again be open daily. The water park closes in September, and Labor Day weekend, Six Flags New England is only open on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. And Fright Fest is September 25th to October 31st, and Six Flags New England 2016 season ends November 1st. So, Massachusetts citizens, let's all enjoy Six Flags New England. I will be there many times this year as I have a gold pass. And I really recommend all of my listeners who are in Massachusetts to get a gold pass to Six Flags because that means you can go to Six Flags anytime you want. And you can also get a gold dining pass, which gives you a free lunch, a free dinner, and a free snack during your visit at Six Flags New England, and it is totally worth your money. I love my gold pass, and I recommend it to anyone that loves theme parks. News around Massachusetts. What is in the news for Massachusetts? What is going on? Let's find out right now. All right, so here is the news in Massachusetts this week. Palmer Man accused of attempting to have sex with a New York boy. A 61-year-old man from Palmer was arrested and charged 
on Saturday after he allegedly tried to have sex with a 14-year-old boy. According to U.S. Attorney Richard Hartuian, David Rancourt was charged with attempted coercion and enticement of a minor in Albany. Criminal complaint documents state that Rancourt posted online a request for anyone interested in a sexual role-play encounter. He titled that post, Dad Looking for a Son. Undercover officers from the Colony Police Department saw Ron Cart's post and started to exchange emails with him. According to the criminal complaint, a meeting was scheduled and Rancourt traveled to Albany with the intention to allegedly engage in sexual activities with a 14-year-old boy. The judge ordered Rancourt to be held in jail pending the trial. Hartunian said Rancourt faces 10 years to life in prison, 5 years to life of supervised release, a $250,000 fine, and mandatory registration as a sex offender. This case is part of Project Safe Childhood, a nationwide initiative designed to protect children from online exploitation and abuse. Now, the next news story is multiple reports of sickly wild animals seen in western Massachusetts. Irving police are warning local residents that sickly wild animals, possibly with rabies, have been seen in the Franklin County area. According to the Massachusetts Department of Public Health, since 1992, more than 5,000 animals have tested positive for rabies in the state and the majority of the animals infected were raccoons, skunks, bats, woodchucks, and foxes. Rabies affects the brain and the spinal cord and spreads when the infected animal bites a person or a domestic animal. The DPH says rabies can cause death, but that's very rare. Police are also warning about the canine distemper virus. This virus causes similar symptoms as rabies, but it cannot spread to people, and most domestic dogs are vaccinated against this virus. If you see a rabbit animal in Franklin County called the Shelbourne County, or excuse me, the Shelbourne Control Dispatch Center at 413-625-8200 so that authorities can handle the animal. Our next story. Springfield Fire Lieutenant charged with child porn heading to Virginia. In a turn of events, Springfield Fire Lieutenant Edward Parson, the man who's been charged with producing child pornography, waived his right to Monday's detention hearing. This means Parson will be taken straight to court in Virginia. His lawyer told 22 News off camera he's being taken to Virginia because that's where the complaint was made. Parson will be held without bail until that court date, which has yet to be determined. The FBI and Chicopee police arrested Parson last Thursday at his home on Cockroach Street in Chicopee Falls. The 45-year-old has been charged with conspiracy to produce child pornography. 
Dennis Ledger, a, to the Springfield Fire Commissioner, told 22 News, Parson has been placed on paid administrative leave. Parson's friends and family were at Monday's hearing for support, but declined to comment on this situation. I really have no idea what to say about this, but definitely a fire lieutenant should not be involved in pornography in any situation. So I'm really shocked and disappointed to hear that a Springfield fire lieutenant was responsible for this. Police inform UMass students to keep their valuables secure. After a string of robberies on the campus of UMass, university police are warning students to keep eyes on their belongings. Amherst and UMass police are looking to identify two suspects who they believe are responsible for breaking into cars and using a stolen debit card. After a string of thefts at Fine Arts Center, at UMass and several car breaks in Amherst, police are warning students and residents to not leave their items unattended. Will Mosaic, a UMass student, said, there have been things missing. I just, pe- pe- I just think people are too cavalier, leaving their door open, leaving things at like tables, just generally leaving things around. People got to be more careful. Campus police emailed students Saturday warning them to secure their valuables, which will help stop thieves. 22 News spoke with several students who all said theft is not a concern for them on campus. Noah Collier, a UMass student, said, it's really not a big concern for me. If I go to the bathroom or even leave for class, I usually leave my door unlocked. And this is the second year, and I haven't had anything stolen or tampered with. Jessica Krigsfeld, another UMass student, said, I have a locks box for my computer. I don't use it, and everything is fine. After reviewing surveillance footage, Amherst police want to question two suspects about several car break-ins. Police also want to question them about a stolen debit card that was fraudulently used. UMass police officer Timothy Griffin told 22 News the suspects have not been identified, but once they are, charges will follow. And that is This Week in News for Massachusetts. How is the weather looking in Massachusetts? Here is the seven-day forecast for Massachusetts. Well, actually... It's a five-day forecast because I couldn't find Thursday and Friday. So tomorrow, Saturday, is going to be 60 degrees. Sunday is going to be 60 degrees. Monday is going to be 70 degrees. Tuesday is going to be 59 degrees. And Wednesday is also going to be 59 degrees. So Massachusetts residents, we are in for some good weather. I'm very excited because spring is finally here, and we can all go outside and enjoy the beautiful weather. Sports in Massachusetts. It's time to hit a home run, score a touchdown, and score. As Alex recaps the latest in sports action here in Mass. 
All right, so sports around Massachusetts. Well, this weekend, the Boston Red Sox host the Toronto Blue Jays in a four-game weekend series that starts tonight. There's a game tomorrow, a game Sunday, and a game on President's Day on Monday. Hopefully, the Red Sox will win this series, even though I am a Yankees fan. I am hoping the Boston Red Sox win for all of you, my Massachusetts citizens. The Boston Bruins head into uncertain offseason after missing playoffs. I actually like the Boston Bruins, and I'm sad that they aren't going to the playoffs this year. Now, for the second straight season, the Boston Bruins missed qualifying for the Stanley Cup playoffs by the slimmest of margins, and they face an uncertain offseason. After making the playoffs seven straight years under coach Claudie Julian, the Bruins came up two points short in 2014 and 2015. They finished tied with the Detroit Red Wings for third place in the Atlantic Division, but missed out on the playoffs because of the regulation overtime win tiebreaker. General Manager Don Sweeney will need to make changes, and Julian's job status is unclear. Neither Sweeney nor Julian addressed reporters during the Bruins' breakup day at TD Garden on Monday. The players did not have their typical exit meetings with the coach and management either. Players were left to answer for their feelings and assess what the Bruins need to do going forward. Well, I think that we are close, but close is not close enough, Bruins captain Zanini Oshara said. Obviously, the commitment has got to be on a higher level. The execution has to be on a higher level. The Bruins went on a 5-0-2 and and run in mid-March, capped by a 3-1 to win against the New York Islanders that put Boston in first place in division by one point with the second-place Florida Panthers holding two games in hand. But the Bruins then went 0-3 on a road trip to California, and the losing streak extended to five games all in regulation. The Bruins went 3-8 and eight and one tie in their final 12 games. We were in a really good spot. I think we were really comfortable, maybe a little too comfortable, when we looked at the standings and realized we were in first there for a bit, said forward Brad Marchand, who set a career high with 37 goals. So it's tough right now knowing that we were sitting in a pretty good spot and let it slip. The Bruins have a large crop of unrestricted free agents led by forwards Louis Eckerson, Chris Kelly, and Lee Stefanik, and defensive men Kevin Miller and John Michael Lyles. Defensemen Tory Krug and forward Brett Connolly are restricted free agents. March and is entering the last year of his four-year contract, which carries a $4.5 million hit against the NHL salary camp cap and is due for an extension. So it's pretty sad to hear that the Boston Bruins have missed the playoffs yet again. Massachusetts Guest of the Week. It's time for the guest interview, which Mass Citizen will have the honor of being our guest this week.
thing. Is it me or is it hot in here? Is there a fire burning tonight? Well, we have just a guest to put the fire out. Ladies and gentlemen, I am really happy to be interviewing a firefighter. Today on The Mass Effect, I have a very special guest. I am very excited about this interview, and I think everyone in Massachusetts will enjoy this interview. Today, our guest is a Dalton, Massachusetts firefighter. I have a ton of respect for firefighters for everything they do. We're going to talk about fire safety and even hopefully a few stories may be thrown in the mix. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming Dalton, Massachusetts firefighter Ken Sagendorf to the show. Ken, thank you for being here. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great today. It's a little drizzly out here, but that's all right. We can deal with it. Yeah, at least it's not snowing. I'd rather take the rain in the snow. <laughs> that's right. Well, you don't have to shovel the rain, that's for sure. <laughs> so when did you become a firefighter? Well, you know, I've been a firefighter now going on almost 22 years. I originally started in uh, Richmond, Mass. as a uh, volunteer. Um, and since then, uh, currently, like I said, yeah, I'm currently volunteer with the Dalton Fire Department. But uh, I work full-time. I'm a career firefighter for uh, the town of Agawam. And I've been there for uh, over 17 years now. So I've been around the, you know, the Berkshires and uh, Hamden County for you know, well over 22 years. Oh, that's a long time. It's very good to hear. So, what is it like being a firefighter? Well, you know, that's you know, I've been talking to a lot of people. And that question comes up all the time. It's you know, it's one of those things that either you like it or you don't. Um, you know, it's because you go into places where people normally wouldn't go in. You, she would say, are in their right state of mind. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's we see people at their worst of times, and they you know get at their best of times. So, you know, it's actually kind of rewarding when you help people out and. Uh, you know, do everything you can to try to improve their life or try to help them in their time of need. So it's kind of exciting. And like I said, over 22 years, it's you see it a lot. You see it a lot. So. That is very true. I can imagine a lot of the stuff you've seen in in 22 years. Now I want to talk about fire safety for a few seconds here. How can people avoid fires in their homes and yards? Well, you know, sometimes it's uh, you know. You know, most of the time we go to fires at people's houses and, uh, you know, in their backyards. It's mostly just due to sometimes a lack of either common sense or, uh, you know, especially in the backyard situation. Uh, you're watching the weather, the, you know, the wind changes, and just looking at maybe flags in your neighborhood and stuff, and you see how the wind changes really fast. That could actually, you know, create a huge fire in your backyard. So a good thing to have is if you're doing a, like a backyard barbecue or even if you're burning brush for, you know, in the fall or in, in the spring, is it just have a garden hose out there just to try to maintain a wet area around the, uh, the place where you're burning, the location you're burning. Um, but in the house, you know, again, you know, we've heard fire tips for years and different things to do is, you know, don't you don't overload extension cords. I think that's one of the biggest problems. When people start fires and they just, it's a lack of maintenance with extension cords and just overloading extension cords with, uh, you know, more appliances than what they can handle. So. 
Yeah, that's definitely true. I see a lot of people that use a lot of extension cords and things like that. I've even seen a fire start that way before. Oh, yeah, I've seen a, a lot of them. You know, a lot of them have started that way. Also, like some of the uh, cellular phone devices, I'm sure everybody's seen like either on Facebook or YouTube or stuff. So, you know, sometimes when, you're, when you have a cell phone and you're charging it up at your house, once it's fully charged, just unplug it because, you know, that, that power unit that actually charges up your phone could eventually overheat and depending on the location where it is, could actually you can start a fire within your home depending on the uh, manufacturers and stuff. But uh, just, you know, be cautious and use a little bit of common sense sometimes. That's true. There's also a lot of kitchen fires that take place in homes, right? Yeah, yeah. People, you know, they the grease fires and stuff, and, uh, you know, you get a little extra grease either in your pans or anything where you're cooking, like, say, bacon, for example. You know, the bacon grease could, you know, start a fire within your home. You know, people have a tendency to try and throw water on it. If throwing water on a grease fire is the worst thing you can do. It's, the best thing to do is to have a lid handy or if you have, like, a small, you know, home fire extinguisher you can get at any, like, hardware store or discount store. But, you know, if a fire does happen in your house, you, you know, and it gets out of hand, the best thing to do is to get out and call 911 either from a neighbor's house or, you know, have a neighbor call for you. Just just evacuate the house, get your, get your family out, and have a place to meet outside your house if it happens at night, you know, like a tree or, you know, even the front door of a neighbor's house so that everybody meets in the same place and everybody's accounted for when the fire breaks out in your house. That's very true. So they should call 911 first before trying to fight the fire, right? Yeah, absolutely. It's, you know, it's, you know, sometimes people think that they can just put it out by, you know, throwing a lid over it or something like I said, but, you know, sometimes that gets out of hand. So the best thing to do is just call 911 and, you know, tell them you've got a fire either in your kitchen or wherever it may be. And, and, you know, if you think you can handle it, by all means, fine. But, Sometimes it gets behind the, your stove or something like that, and you don't realize it right away. And you don't see it right away. And then when you go to sleep at night, it creates, a, you know, a bigger fire behind the, the stove. So the best thing to do is even if you do have a small kitchen fire in your house, just call the fire department, have them come down and check out the area because we have special tools, you know, thermal imaging cameras I'm sure people have heard about. We can actually look inside walls and stuff and see if there's actually a possibility of uh, you know, fire extension within the walls or something, and that kind of thing, or even behind your cabinets, kitchen cabinets. Oh, that's very, very cool. I never knew that. We learn something new every day. Yeah. Yeah, yeah these thermal imaging cameras, what they do is they actually pick up a differentiation of heat uh, in the locations you look at. You can see, like, you know, uh, uh, heat signatures, what we call them, is actually shadows of where, the, where a change in heat is behind a wall or, you know, in a certain location where we're looking. Oh, that's very cool. So what are some safety tips you can give to our listeners? Well, you know, like I said, we, you know, we talked earlier, some of the safety tips obviously would be, you know, if you, you know, with kitchens having a small, you know, extinguisher that you can get, you know, at a uh, local store, discount store, or, you know, hardware store, something small like that. Uh, and if you do have one in your house currently, check it. Make sure it's within date, you know, it's, and that's not expired. Anything more than five years old, you should at least have, a fire, have somebody from the fire department Department come down and check it out, or you can just you know change it because you know after five years they start to lose their strength. So it's probably a good idea to at least get it to, you know assessed by you know, you know trained professionals. And uh, again, like we said, just you know overload an extension cord. Just, you know do everything you can. So, you know we see it a lot at Christmas time too, where people are you know, trying to overload extension cords by putting a lot of lights on their house. And, you know their house looks great, but sometimes it's good to get those. Uh, if you do get the extension cords, the ones that have with the, the ground falls on them. So for some reason it does overheat, it actually trips the breaker so that 
it's not going to overload the circuit for you and cause a fire. That's very, very true. So in general, what kind of calls do you get for emergencies? Well, you know, it's it's, it's uh, based upon the location where I work. Like I said, I work full-time for the town of Agawam. And, you know, we do a lot of medical calls in Agawam. I mean, we do probably close to four or 5,000 medical runs a year. Uh, but, you know, both of uh, what fire departments nowadays do because of we've done such good job in fire prevention over the years that we're uh, – a lot of the fire departments actually um, have their own ambulance, and they, they work, work do a lot of medical calls. Uh, we'll just use, like, City of Springfield's been doing a lot of medical calls, and even the City of Pittsfield as well. They do a lot of medical calls, uh, more than fire calls, because we've done such a good job in fire prevention over the years. So, it's you know, it's most of the, you know, the fires we get are mostly rooming contents. They're not big fires like we've seen in the years past. But, uh, you know, but again, everything's mostly medical calls now, and that's, that's what we're there for. We're, most of the MPs, most of the uh, firefighters are either EMT or first responders. The uh, town of Agawam, where I work, well over half the department right now, almost three-quarters of the department, actually I think it's over three-quarters of the department, are at least paramedic-level trained. Oh, that's very good to know. So there's not that many fires then, right? Yeah, that's true. The fires have been down over the course of the years, just as everybody knows, like, like I said, because of fire prevention, which which actually is good. You know, it's uh, and when we do have fires, because of the way the construction of the homes are nowadays, fires do get contained, and it takes a little bit longer for the fires to get noticed by, you know, uh, bystanders. So everything kind of stays within the house, and by the time we get in there, it does a lot of damage because everything's so contained because of sorry, to insulate our house is much better now. That's true. So I know you've been a firefighter for 22 years. So what are some emergencies that you remember? If you can tell us some firefighter stories. Well, a lot of firefighter stories. I if there's, I really wouldn't know where to start. That's the question. You know, firefighters and paramedics and uh, even police officers get asked that question. You know, at public safety, you know, professionals. You know, what's the most calls you do remember? And uh, over the years, there's just so many that are memorable, and it's just. Uh, it, it makes it difficult to just choose you know, one or two, but um, I'd have to say I've been with Dalton, volunteering with the town of Dalton now for uh, almost two years, but I think one of the most memorable ones I've had uh, a little over a year ago was actually a fire was right up the street from my house um, where I live in Dalton. And uh, we just got back from a medical call. My next-door neighbor and I was also on the fire department Dalton with me, and we have to look down the street, and we see smoke coming out of the house, and I still went to the chief, I think. I think the house on the street's on fire. And, well, sure enough, it was on fire, and we ended up, you know, calling the – I ended up calling the fire people, my next-door neighbor, to dial 911 and get everybody dispatched. And uh, eventually what had happened is uh, the fire was in a vacant home that we didn't know there was actually somebody in the house. The, the staircase, by the time we got in there, was pretty much burnt right through, and there was really no way of getting up to the second floor. So uh, some of the guys from the outside – I was on the inside with well, – one of my other firefighter partners, we were working on the fire on the side of the house, and they put some ladders up to the outside of the house and went into the windows and actually pulled the woman out of the house. And uh, when they got her out of the house, she was in a cardiac arrest, which means you know, she wasn't breathing and she had no heartbeat at the time. Um, she was eventually rushed to Berkshire Medical Center here in the Berkshires, and uh, we had the police escort from Dalton all the way into Berkshire Medical Center. Uh, she was eventually transported out to uh, Boston for uh, to Bermuda and ended up surviving eventually. And, now she's, uh, you know, you could talk to her. We'll even know that she had had any kind of uh, tragic event in her life, and uh, she doesn't even recall any of it. So it's probably one of the most memorable ones, uh, most recently, I would have to say. 
Yeah, that sounds very memorable, and, and thank God that woman is still alive today. Yep, absolutely. You know, it's, you know, they're, you know, it's, it's one of those professions where we've seen people, like I said, in the best of times and their worst of times, and, they, you know, it, it does take a lot out on you. And we've heard that just some people can actually handle the stress very well and some have difficulty. You know, and I will never say that there will be a call that, you know, that will never put me over the edge. But And what I mean by that is, take me out of the career where it's going to be something that's going to scare me and I will never want to see it again. But you never know. It's just some people are more resilient than others, should we say. And uh, I've known guys for years that have gone to fires and it made them think of their families and they said, you know, I'm not doing this anymore and they can't do it anymore. And then there's just, uh, and I, I'll say myself for 22 years, I've never seen that. But, yeah, I'm not going to say it's never going to happen. But it's, it's a great job. It's a great profession. And, again, we see people at their worst of times and their best of times. And, and we do what we can to try to, you know, help them through their tragedies you know, the best we can with the way we're trained. That's very true. So what do you like best about being a firefighter? Uh, you know, after all these years, one of the best things I do like about it is the camaraderie. And, you know, you've always heard about the brothers and the sisters within the fire services and the public safety, whether it be fire, police, or EMS. And we deal with each other. We take, you know, the good times and the bad times with each other. But it's kind of like an extended family. You know, we have our families at home, but we also have our families within the fire department where, you know, we take care of each other. We look out for each other. And, you know, it, it works out really well, especially if you're on the fire ground where, you know, you're looking out for each other for your safety. But, I think it's that second extended family that we have. It's always there for you when you need it. You know, even if you're having problems at home, you go to the fire station and you got your brothers and sisters there that can uh, you can lean on for a little while. It, it actually works out great. Uh, but you know, the second family you have within the public safety, whether it be fire, police, or EMS, is just it, it's incredible. It really, really, truly is. And until you actually been able to be in on the inside, should we say, and see how it works, you really don't understand how close how close knit the fire service is public safety service people are. Yeah, that's very true, and it actually is awe-inspiring how you guys consider firefighters as family. It's pretty cool. Yep, yeah, yeah, it is. It's, like I said, it's, you know, we have brothers and sisters in the fire department, and, um, you know, you see you see on television how close they are with the different uh, families, you know, portrayed like in you know, Chicago Fire and, you know, Rescue 911 and that way back when the emergency was out, you see how close they are outside of the you know, the, the fire station, and and it's true. That's it's really we you know we go to each other's you know uh, baptisms for our kids, and we go to kids' birthday parties for each other, and you know we also have a family picnic with just the fire department, and get to meet each other's families, and it, and it, it's really really great to see how close we really are. That's very cool. Well, I, I want to thank you for being my very first firefighter for Massachusetts to be a guest on the Mass Effect. I really enjoyed this interview. You did an excellent job. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate the time. And you know, anytime there's any time somebody wants to uh, you know, contact either the Dalton Fire Department or their local fire department if they have any questions, you know, uh, especially Franklin County, you know, Hampshire County and Hamden County, and even out here in the Berkshires, uh, most of the fire departments in the area are volunteers. So, you know, you know, Becoming part of the fire department in your local area actually would work out great because right now the numbers are down because people just don't have time with their busy schedules and their you know their own careers and professions. But if you can volunteer for your town or your, your city where you live in, 
by all means, please go down and get it. You know, go down. Even if you don't want to go into the fire, there's other things we can find for you to do. You don't have to go into the fire to become part of the volunteer in your community. You know, just get back to your community. That's that's what the whole thing's all about. Very, very true. Ken, I'd like to thank you for being an awesome guest and you did a great job. All right. I hope you, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day, Alex, and uh, I, I appreciate your time. You're welcome. Have a great rest of your day, too. Thank you very much. All right. Take care, Alex. You, too. Bye-bye. That was Dalton, Massachusetts Firefighter Mr. Ken Sagendorf. Please check out the Dalton, Massachusetts Fire Department Facebook page for more information. Thank you. All right, I'd like to say thank you to Firefighter Ken Sagendorf for being a wonderful guest here on the Mass Effect tonight. For more information on Firefighter Ken Sagendorf, please check out the Dalton, Massachusetts Fire Department Facebook page and check out Ken Sagendorf on Facebook. So right now, I would like to promote some businesses that I really enjoy, and these are some good businesses right here in Massachusetts. The first business is Dave's Pet Food City. Now, Dave's is a pet store that has a lot of stuff. They have stuff for dogs and cats and um, hamsters and small animals like that. They also sell live fish in both freshwater and saltwater for all of my fish keepers out there. And they also have reptiles. And from time to time, they will do uh, cat and dog rescues or adoptions at Dave's. So if you're looking for a cheap cat or a cheap dog to adopt, you can check out Dave's. And I know that some Dave's also offer dog and cat grooming as well. Now, Dave's also sells soda, which is pretty interesting because not too many pet stores sell drinks and uh, candies and stuff for humans. And that's also what Dave's sells. When they first opened, it was more of a soda and tropical fish and pet store, but they have grown now. And they do have other things inside the store as well. There are multiple uh, stores all around Massachusetts for the convenience of Massachusetts citizens. There's one in Springfield. There's one in Agawam. There's one in Ludlow. There's one in Hadley. And there's a couple other ones that I'm not really sure the location of the other Daves, but it really is worth a visit. The Daves brand of dog food and cat food is actually pretty good. Um, I see that a lot of people are buying that when they go to date, so it must be good. I haven't tried it yet, but I'm going to be getting a puppy in August, and uh, I'll try the Dave's food then. Now, you could actually sign up uh, to be on the Dave's reward thing. It's actually like a Petco reward card or a PetSmart reward card. If you spend uh, a certain amount of money, you actually get $5 of free products, so you can get like a free $5 dog treat bag or something. That's pretty cool. So I really recommend anyone with pets to check out Dave's Pet Food City. 
in any one of their locations. Now, if you're into bowling like I am, there is a bowling alley in East Long Meadow, Massachusetts that is pretty good. And that is Shaker Bowl. Now, Shaker Bowl has some awesome bowling lanes. And the bowling is for people of all ages at Shaker Bowl. So if you have a young kid or an adult, you're going to enjoy bowling at Shaker Bowl. You can bowl with the bumpers up or the bumpers down. So it makes it easy for everyone to bowl. There's also some awesome food at Shaker Bowl. Their snack bar is phenomenal for a bowling snack bar. You can find homemade pizzas, mozzarella sticks, awesome chicken tenders and french fries, and even alcoholic drinks. I personally think that Shaker Bowl is one of the better bowling alleys in western Massachusetts, and I personally recommend you guys check out Shaker Bowl. There's a lot of YMCA's in Western Mass. Off the top of my head, I can tell you there's one in Springfield, Wilbraham, and I'm sure there's some other ones around this, the state. I know there's one in Agawam, but they are closing in May. So if you are an Agawam citizen, now is the time to get there before they close. So if you are a person that likes to exercise, YMCA is for you. Now, for all the people that love golf, I recommend you check out Fenway Golf. Now, Fenway Golf has, of course, a golf area where you can play golf. They also have a batting cage where you can practice on uh, practice hitting for your baseball team. You may also practice uh, softballs and stuff. So they got the golf. You got the golf area and you got the batting cages as well. And Fenway Golf also has another good snack bar as well. Now, for Cape Cod, I used I usually visit Cape Cod often. I recommend Cape May Farms, which is a very good pet store in the Cape. They've got fish, they've got dog supplies, they've got pet supplies, and everything that you can imagine at Cape May Farms. I'd also like to plug Bon Chen, which is a very good dog grooming service that you will enjoy. And Gregory's is a great Italian restaurant in Springfield, Massachusetts. And Red Rose is a great Italian pizzeria restaurant in Springfield, Massachusetts. Those are all the businesses that I'd like to promote, and I hope you guys will check them out. Now, here are some good phone numbers to know. Downtown Springfield Mass City Hall, 413-787-6000. Downtown Boston City Hall, 617-635-4500. Mass State Police phone number, 508-929-3232. Mass Department of Public Health, 617-624-6000. Mass Department of Public Safety, 617-727-3200. Mass Department of Education, 781-338-3000. Mass Department of Revenue, 800-392-6089. 
that's some important phone numbers to know and some important businesses that you should check out. All right, we're going to go ahead and take our one and only intermission and our commercial break here. And I'm going to rest my voice for a few minutes. But coming up after our commercial break, I am going to promote some upcoming events in the Mass Bulletin Board. We're going to have our business spotlight where the owner of the grill at the boulevard will appear and promote his restaurant. I've got some special announcements and Big Y weekly sales. So coming up next on the Mass Effect, Mass Bulletin Board, Business Spotlight, where I'll promote the Florentines and Peacock Chinese Restaurant, and the Grill at the Boulevard owner, Chef Anthony Serafino, will be on the show, special announcements, and big wide weekly sales. Massachusetts residents, don't go anywhere. The Mass Effect continues right after our songs and our commercials. All I 
think about, all I think about, all I think about, yeah. Better let them say it, uh, but I'd much rather say it. Out here, there's no immunity. Everyone's subject to scrutiny. It's about image, rap money, bitches. Fuck real life shit, they only want gimmicks. So let me force feed you some more bullshit. So you don't have to admit how shitty your life is. Matter of fact, I'll do you one better. Dumb my shit down, start rapping about cheddar. Knowing you're still living at home with mom. Got not one bitch just to stick in your palm. But you're ballin', ball so hard. That shit cray like, oh my god. But that ain't me, never have, never will be. Cause all I see is pain and poverty. Want you to know I'm all for the beat. Cause what these eyes have seen is harder than the streets. Yeah, I said it, and I stand by it. Man of my word, these words start riot. Target on my back, now yeah, I and me. Catch you looking like I'm high society. Yeah, act like I ain't fight to survive. Like I don't carry burdens that would break your spine. It's about fucking time I got mine. Cause while you flatlined, I thrive. Yeah!
Carob Sea is the proud sponsor of the American Variety Network. Carob Sea provides tropical fish keepers with quality products such as live sand for saltwater aquariums, which will help cycle your aquarium. Life Rock, the best and safest alternative to live rock without the unwanted pests. The best line of aquarium chemicals for both fresh and salt water. Next time you need quality products for your tank, give Carob Sea a try. Check us out at CarobSea.com. Hi, I'm Jeremy Stillhorn of Blossom City Radio, inviting you to listen at 8 p.m. Eastern and 7 Central to the American Variety Network. Blossom City Radio is a talk show that highlights the amazing people, places, and things in the southern Illinois, St. Louis area. Tune in to hear my fun guests such as musicians, artists, politicians, and hobby clubs. Thank you for listening. See you Tuesday. Next Friday, April 22nd, 2016, it's our next episode of The Mass Effect. On our next episode of The Mass Effect, I'm going to recap David Ortiz's career before he retires as a Boston Red Sox. Plus, I will talk about Cape Cod, a historic vacation part of Massachusetts. Before you go on vacation at Cape Cod, hear me talk about it next Friday on The Mass Effect. Plus, who will be my very special guest? Wish Business will have the opportunity to be a guest on Business Spotlight. Plus, I will spotlight Shaker Bowl in East Long Meadow and Six Flags New England. All that and more next Friday, April 22nd on The Mass Effect. Are you ready for another live on location broadcast, listeners? Well, I am. Get ready on Friday, May 6th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, American Variety Network, and I, Alex Cardinelli, will be broadcasting live from the Boulevard Grill at 654 Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. American Variety Network is proud to broadcast from the very first restaurant in Springfield, Mass. Here is what you can expect on this live on location broadcast. An interview with the head chef and owner, plus a discussion on the menu and preview of the menu. We'll hear from some customers and more. So tune in to the very first restaurant live on location broadcast at the Boulevard Bar and Grill, Friday, May 6, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Listener. May 14th. May 14th. Something big is coming to American Variety Network on May 14th, and it's the 350th episode. That's right, on May 14th, 2015, American Variety Network proudly celebrates its 350th episode. Join me, Alex Cardinelli, and my co-host, Jeremy Stellhorn, as we celebrate 350 
amazing episodes. There will be four special guests, including Aquatic Treasures owner Damien. Plus, there will be a fun discussion, some funny phone calls, and more, including a performance from Ryan Serene. So join us for the historic 350th episode, live Saturday, May 14th, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on American Variety Network. Welcome back to the American Variety Network on Blog Talk Radio, the one and only podcast for hardworking Americans that has a show for everyone. Now let's get back to the show here as your host, Alex Cardinali in the Springfield, Massachusetts studio. Welcome to the Mass Effect with Alice Cardinelli on American Variety Network. This is Massachusetts Residence, one-stop podcast for anything and everything Massachusetts. On the Mass Effect, expect to hear the latest news and current events in Massachusetts, hear what is happening in Massachusetts, and expect to hear from Massachusetts citizens who will be in for a treat as Alex interviews some local businesses, politicians, local firefighters, and police, and people from all around Massachusetts that serve the community. Plus, the icing of the Massachusetts cake is local businesses will have the spotlight put on them as they get featured in Massachusetts Business Spotlight. This show is for everyone living in Massachusetts. Now, let's get this show started right now. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Mass Effect. Massachusetts Citizens, one and only podcast here on American Variety Network. We're back from our commercial break. Now, if you're just tuning in now, you missed our special guest, firefighter Ken Sagendorf. You missed my discussion on Six Flags, and you missed some more news, weather, and sports around Massachusetts, but... I would like to say that this may be the best part of the show because coming up right now, I'm going to give out some current events happening in Massachusetts with the Mass Bulletin Board. And then for the first time ever, we've got a business owner, head chef Anthony Serafino, coming on the show to promote his new restaurant, The Grill at the Boulevard. And then I'll be reviewing with Florentina, Italian pastry shop, and Peacock Chinese Restaurant, and also I will uh, be giving out Big Y weekly sales and some special announcements. So let's get back to our wonderful action. Mass Bulletin Board. Let's find out about some community events and happenings in Mass. 
School vacation week at Luke Park. The kids are out of school next week. What activities do you have planned? So it's spring vacation this coming week. So school vacation at Luke Park, a destination for every day. It's happening April 18th through April 22nd. There's events happening every day. The phone number to contact Look Park for more information is 413-584-5457 or you can go to lookpark.org that's 300 North Main Street in Florence, Massachusetts. Second annual Out of the Darkness Campus Walk. It usually begins with warning signs. And every 12.8 minutes, it ends with a life lost. Suicide is the second leading cause of death among college students. A tragic statistic that motivated Western New England University students to join the school's second out-of-the-darkness campus walk. Western New England University is hosting their second annual Out-of-the-Darkness Campus Walk for Suicide Prevention. Out-of-the-Darkness Campus Walk is taking place Saturday, April 30th, and it starts at 9 a.m. with registration, and 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. is the walk and event. taking place at the Western New England University Commonwealth Lawn, at 1215 Wilbraham Road, Springfield, Massachusetts, 01119. And now it's time for the show that I have been waiting for, and I know you guys are really excited for, our very first Business Spotlight guest. Massachusetts Business Spotlight. It's time to make some mass businesses money. If you are featured in the spotlight, then you have a great business. Find out which businesses deserve the spotlight this week. Ladies and gentlemen, please join me in welcoming the first business spotlight guest. He is the head chef and owner of The Grill at the Boulevard. Please welcome Chef Anthony Serafino to the show. Anthony, how are you today? I am doing well. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very honored to have you on the show. Thank you so much. So how long have you been a chef, and how did you get into cooking? Oh, let's see. I've been a chef on and off for almost 30 years. Um, got into cooking back when I was, uh, oh, probably a teenager. In the first kitchen, I... Uh, the first kitchen I went into was Jay Cox Restaurant at the X as a dishwasher. And that's when I fell in love with the business. Oh, very nice. So is this your first restaurant that you're owning? No. Uh, back in the 80s, uh, my dad and I had a family pizzeria in an uh, Italian restaurant over on Dickinson Street in Springfield that we had for about 10 years or so. Oh, nice. That's pretty cool. So, tell us about the grill at the Boulevard. How did it come up, and uh, what you offer, and all general information you have for our listeners? Well, the grill at the Boulevard, uh, it actually started out as a really, almost like a fly-by-night, or fly-by-the-seat-of-our-pants type concept. 
okay, and uh, the owner of the actual bar and restaurant had given me a call. I've known him almost my whole life, and said, hey, listen, how would you like to open our kitchen? So I said, let me take a look at it, and I'll open it up. I'll see what I can do. So after looking at what the kitchen had to offer in the seating space, which was beyond what I thought would be beyond repair, um, I said, well, I can give it a shot. And they agreed. Um, I contacted a very, very good friend of mine, Dawn, who is my partner, who kind of runs the front of the house end of it with uh, Gregorio, who is our musical director and front house manager. Um, we got together. Gregorio is a funny, it's a funny thing because he came in just to do our chalkboards. And uh, all of a sudden we've got, we're discussing between the three of us an actual concept that both Gregorio and I experienced in New York City and in Boston, which was the singing servers. And we're going through putting things on walls, and he decided to do all this art, beautiful artwork that's on the walls now. And uh, I d developed the menu around it and the theme around that. And Don and I and Gregorio have worked really hard to try to train the staff that we have and perform and sing and entertain our customers as you would get in a New York City bistro. That's pretty awesome. So your guests get a good meal and some good entertainment. They do, you know, and we make it fun for them, you know. They, you know, there's, it's not all 40s, 30s and 40s music. I mean, Gregorio takes that, uh, the bull by the horns when it comes to the music end of it and gets the audience involved and gets the servers involved with the audience. And it's, it's not as if someone's going to come up to your table in one of the old, uh, you're watching one of the old movies with a, a violin blaring in the ear and the guy just look guy and girl looking over him saying, get lost. No, I mean, they do roam. They don't really focus their songs on, on one particular group because it's a small restaurant. It's a, you know, we're only talking a 50-seat restaurant. We're not talking 150 seats. So everybody gets to benefit from whatever song is being sung. And they're not singled out as... Um, as being sung too, but are still enjoying it. That's very good. So what are some of the food items that you offer at the Grill at the Boulevard? Well, every Thursday night for every Thursday night we have a prime rib dinner for eighteen dollars. It's a regular menu item, you know, when we have it for twenty, so we give a little break on that. Um to fill up our Thursday nights. But the majority of it, to be honest with you, has really been a steak and potato place. Um, we do offer some fish dishes. Some uh, I try to elevate uh, everyday dishes to a fine dining level so that people aren't paying that 50 or $60 a price. They're really not paying anything over, I think my highest price dish is a filet for $28. Bucks. Um, you know, so... The majority of it is the majority of it is twenty dollars and under. So yeah, we're able to give them. I'm sorry. I was, I was going to say your food is good for the price. I, I was going to say I I tried your chicken franchise and it was awesome. Well, thank you very much. Yeah, we try to give good portions, um, reasonably priced, and you know we really want people to have a good time. I believe you were here though on an off performance night. 
Yeah, I think it was last Wednesday. I think it was a yeah. Wednesday, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I mean, now, but go ahead. I was going to say, uh, do you also offer appetizers and desserts? Oh, absolutely. Um, any given time, we have a series of uh, either new or reinvented appetizers that will go on our special boards. Um, desserts are always uh, kind of last minute with Dawn and I. We kind of figure out what we want to do for a dessert after I figure out what the specials are, and then we kind of mi- try to marry the dessert to the special. So it may be a chocolate cake. It may be a... Uh, apple crisp, it may be a baked apple, it may be fruit in a bowl with whipped cream. You know, it all depends on the time of year or what we're, we decide to do. <coughs> Excuse me. You know, but we always have... Well, I'm, I'm sorry. That's awesome. That's okay, no problem. So everything's homemade inside the restaurant, right? Yes, this is a 100% scratch kitchen. We don't ha- I don't even have a microwave in the kitchen. So everything is made to order as the customer comes in. There is nothing seated. There is nothing pre-made. There is, you know, your chicken franny is made, you know, the minute you put the order in is when we the chicken's raw, you know. So the sauces are made in the pans. They're, they're all pan sauces, and everything is cooked to order. Very, very good. Not too many restaurants these days are homemade anymore. Um, they're out there, but they're a lot more pricey than we are. There's a lot of scratch kitchens, but you're not paying $40 a plate, which is where they place their value at. And we're trying to bring that atmosphere and bring that food quality to a group of people that really enjoy going out dining but may not have the pocketbook to go to some of the other places. That's what I really appreciate about your restaurants. It's like a fine dining place, but it's really affordable. Yes, and that's what we're trying to... uh, My father said to me 35 years ago when we had our little pizza shop was, um, I want a family of four to eat for $20. That includes a pizza and soda. Okay, and this is back in the mid-80s, you know, because I come from a big family. He had a big family. He couldn't always afford to go out and get us pizza. And I kind of kept that little bit of a concept in the back of my head, just elevating the food quite a bit. You know, we have a couple of our house specialties, like a uh, gorgonzola florentine with grilled chicken for $16, $17, I think it is. Okay, I mean... It's a nice, hearty, hearty dish. We have uh, burgers and beer at lunchtime for $8. I mean, where can you get a draft beer in a, whole, in a house-made burger for 8 bucks with fries and a pickle? Now, um, so there are a lot of different things, that, and we're constantly growing. You know, if I have customers that don't like beef, he wanted liver and onions. So guess what? I ordered a couple of orders of liver and onions for him and his wife when she comes down for uh, prime rib dinner. Just give me a call. I'll make sure I have it on hand. That's We treat everybody like family, so that's what we do. It's like coming into an old house. Very good. So where are you located? We are located at uh, 664 Page Boulevard in Springfield, Mass., Right across from where they're putting the old General Electric building is, where they're putting in the new um, 
railway manufacturing system. As a matter of fact, they are just starting construction on it now. Ah, uh, very cool. So, personally, from your owner's point of view, why would you recommend mm -hmm. someone to eat at your restaurant? Oh, you know, anything. What really seems to be going over extremely well is, the, like I said, the chicken Florentine, the gorgonzola uh, Florentine is going over well. The blackened Delmonico with a gorgonzola cream sauce seems to go over, uh, sell quite a bit, as well as the fillets, mostly steak, to be honest with you. A lot of steak and chicken we sell here. Um, we do have a fish dish just about every day. It may not be... Fish and chips, but it may be shrimp with risotto. The people, the customers that we have seem to really enjoy our risotto and any mixtures that we put in it. Um, so it's, it's pretty flexible. You can almost create your own uh, entree here. Ah, very nice. I'd love to see a veal parmesan on your menu. Well, you know, um, I... Veal's a touchy subject, that's all I'm going to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of controversy there. <laughs> yeah, you know, we're still in business. We don't need, you know, we're just opening a business. We don't need anybody standing out in front of our place picketing us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> you know, uh, yeah, we do, uh, we love having reservations. You know, it helps our staff and helps myself get ready for an evening. You know, plus we now have a brand new catering menu for uh, that's totally different from our uh, dinner menu. However, I can do anything on the dinner menu in a catering fashion, but we do have a catering menu for both on-premise and off-premise, um, and we'd be happy to entertain any of that uh, business as well. Awesome. So I know the next time I'm going to be at the Grill at the Boulevard, it's actually going to be for a live on location broadcast on May 5th. I can't wait for that. Okay, and May 5th is our Thursday night, correct? Yes. Yeah, okay. That's our prime rib night. Nice, so we'll have to promote that, and, and people can actually hear the entertainment going on, too. Absolutely, absolutely. We'll have a, we have a full complement of staff on Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Nice. This is actually going to be my very first restaurant uh, live on location broadcast. I've done a few pet stores and a tropical yeah. fish store, so I'm excited. Well, that's good. Uh, we're excited to have you because we love the exposure. We love having people who love our food, and we try to treat everybody as if they're one of our own. We just we need to see our customers see that. We're a destination point now. We're just not attached to a sports bar. That's true. It's definitely a, a very good place to check out, and I think a lot of people should check it out. It's a great restaurant. Thank you. Well, I want to thank you for being here tonight. I hope you have a great service tonight. I do, too. We're looking forward to it. All right. And, Alex, I hope, and, and, and I can't wait. Uh, we'll put your reservation in the book right now. How many for Alex on May the 5th? Uh, I, I think right now I'll put down for five. I'll put down for five for Alex on the fifth. Okay, if it changes, I'll let you know. You got it. All right, take care. Okay, thank you, Alex. Bye-bye. You're welcome. Bye-bye. All right.
Hi, I would like to thank Anthony Serafino, chef and owner of The Grill at the Boulevard, for being our very special business spotlight guest. Now, you can check out The Grill at the Boulevard at 664 Page Boulevard, right here in Springfield, Massachusetts. I like to call The Grill at the Boulevard a nice, fine dining restaurant that is really affordable. For just $30, I would say, you can go in, get a nice entree, a nice appetizer, and a drink. They have some wonderful dishes like chicken marsala, chicken franchise, filet mignon, Delmonico steak, and some other awesome dishes. And I really recommend you guys should check out the grill at the Boulevard. Now, as you just heard, on Thursday, May 5th, I'm going to be broadcasting live on location at the grill at the boulevard and you are invited to join me as i broadcast live from the grill and you can experience the restaurant for yourself now when i'm live on the air i'm going to actually be doing a online restaurant review i'm actually going to be ordering food and eating just like a normal customer except i'll be hosting a podcast. I'm going to be interviewing Anthony again. I'm also going to be interviewing the waiter or waitress that evening. And I'm also going to be uh, talking to some customers from the restaurant. So it's going to be a very fun experience for all of us. It serves two purposes. It gets exposure for the grill at the boulevard. And it also gets exposure for the Mass Effect and the American Variety Network. I, for one, cannot wait for this live on-location broadcast, as it will be my first one since doing the Six Flags New England live on-location broadcast. So, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to be broadcasting live Thursday, May 5th at 5.30. You can actually listen to the live broadcast by uh, going to my link, which I'll have posted at 5.30. However, after the live stream, I am going to be deleting it because I'm going to be airing the live on location broadcast Friday, May 6th at 8 p.m. Eastern right here on American Variety Network. So once again, ladies and gentlemen, I invite you to check out the Grill at the Boulevard, 664 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts, and you could also... Go there on Thursday, May 5th to experience the live on-location broadcast. And I encourage you to meet me, Alice Cardinelli, the host of American Variety Network, in person. All right, so thank you, Chef Anthony Sarantino, for being our very first guest on the Business Spotlight. Right now, I'm going to go ahead and begin reviewing our two businesses that I'm going to spotlight on today's show. I'm going to begin reviewing Peacock Chinese Restaurant and La Florentino Italian Pastry Shop. I'm going to start with Peacock Chinese Restaurant. Now, Peacock Chinese Restaurant has good Chinese food that tastes homemade. It is really, really good. I like the Chinese food that Peacock Chinese Restaurant has to offer. They have good service at Peacock Chinese Restaurant. I never once had an issue at Peacock. They have good food and good service. If you go there, 
to sit down and order and uh, eat there. You go there and eat in. You're going to get your food within 15 minutes. It's really fast service, and it really is good. Now, in my personal opinion, Peacock Chinese Restaurant has the best general toast chicken. I also love their sweet and sour chicken at Peacock. Now, if you were to ask me, Peacock is the best Chinese spot in Springfield, Massachusetts. So my review of Peacock Chinese Restaurant is that it's a very decent Chinese restaurant in Springfield, Massachusetts. The food is good for the price, and you get a lot of portions. You have enough to take home for breakfast or lunch the next day. Now, Peacock is located at 338 Cooley Street, 338 Cooley Street in Springfield, Massachusetts. You can call 413-783-9996 to place an order. I would give Peacock Chinese Restaurant an A+. Now, I'm going to go ahead and read some reviews of Peacock from some other people in Western Massachusetts. Mike S. says that Peacock has excellent Chinese food at reasonable prices. My wife and I went last night and enjoyed the experience. This is the best Chinese restaurant we have found in Springfield. The dinner for two in the back of the menu offer a wide variety of selections with three courses. The wonton soup was the best I've ever had. Now, A.K. from Springfield, Mass. says, been coming here for many years. Great food. Love the General Ching's chicken. Rihanna from Westfield says, this has been my favorite Chinese food restaurant for years. The food has the right flavors and generous portions. I love having leftovers the next day. The scorpion bowl always hits the spot. If you don't know what to get, try the dinner for 204 in the back of the part of the menu. They come with three courses and are a reasonable price for a taste of different selections of food. Don P. of East Long Meadow says, This was my first time here, and I ordered curry chicken fried rice and egg roll. The chicken came with a medley of fresh vegetables and had a very nice subtle curry flavor, and I truly enjoyed it. The vegetables were cooked all dente as they should be. The only slight disappointment was the fried rice. The rice, while not lacking in all the customary ingredients, was okay, just lacked in overall depth of flavor. The egg roll was better than some I've had somewhere else. I would go back as I was satisfied with the overall quality of this Chinese-American restaurant. And the last review comes from Jason from Connecticut. I do remain amazed that I'm going I'm giving stars to a Chinese restaurant in the state of Massachusetts. My Boston friends and I have a running gag about how unbearable most of the Chinese food is in Massachusetts. I guess it took a trip to Western Mass to find a good Chinese restaurant. It's near my workplace. I had a lunch special, most of which are between $7.50 and 9 bucks. Price good for a sit-down Chinese place. What I got for that money was simply bananas. 
crispy noodles with a giant bowl of duck sauce, an egg roll the size of my forearm, a pile of lo mein that could satisfy Mama June Thomason's appetite, and to top it all off, literally two strips of breaded chicken. It was so much food, I almost had to say, no, stop bringing me food enough. That would have been a first. It's an old strip mall, so Peacock is not winning any HGTV contests for the core, as one might expect. But man, sit down, Chinese places are a dying breed, so it's hard not to like this one. And that's other people's uh, opinions on Peacock Chinese Restaurant. Now I'm going to review the Florentine Pastry Shop. Now, the Florentine has awesome pastries. I'm Italian, so I love Italian pastries like lobster tails, cannolis, tiramisu, and things like that. You also have to have an espresso with your pastry if you are a true Italian. And luckily for me, the Florentine has wonderful espressos and wonderful Italian-themed coffees. The Florentine also has great service. Um, I actually know the owner of the East Long Meadow of Florentine, a very nice Italian man, and uh, he takes his business very seriously, and he loves his customers. And uh, like I said, the Florentine is home to an awesome cannoli. They are the original cannoli in Western Mass. I like to think that the Florentine has the best cannoli in Western Mass. Uh, they they cover their cannolis in chocolate ganache, which is pretty good. And around Easter time, you could actually get a pistachio cannoli. I know they did that a couple of years ago. I'm not sure if they're doing it anymore, but I'm sure if you special ordered it, they would do it for you. And I've also seen other flavors of cannolis. I would say the only competition that the Florentine would have for cannolis would be the Italian bakery in Hartford, Connecticut, that specializes in different cannoli flavors. Um, not sure the name of the bakery right now, but uh, I would love to get them on this show, even though they are from Connecticut. But I got to say, the best cannoli in Massachusetts goes to the Florentine. And like I said, well, Florentine has many different pastries, and most of their pastries can be found at Big Y. Now, the Florentine has locations in Springfield, East Longmeadow, and Northampton. So there is a location everywhere for people living in western Massachusetts. So my review of the Florentine is it's an A+. So I definitely recommend the Florentines. Now, here are some other people and other Western Mass citizens' review of the Florentine. This is from Howard, and he says, This place is a solid 4+. I am a big fan of this place. I have also visited the Springfield location back in the day. The Italian pastries are top-notch. I agree. The ricotta cake is excellent, and so are the rum cakes and tiramisu. The other pastries are great, too. All of the coffee items are very good also. I have found the service to be very good here every time I have gone in, and I have been more than a few times. They do have a $10 minimum for credit cards. There is a lot of seating inside, and it's a nice place to hang and enjoy your delicious desserts and pastry items. 
Dan says, the Florentine is one of my favorite bakeries in the area. Whenever we are in the Northampton area, we make it a point to stop in to grab a quick bite. Some of our favorite items are their tiramisu, cannoli, and cheesecake. The pastries are always fresh, and the staff is always polite, which is true. The other plus about this shop is the fact that they make an incredible espresso. Like I said, it is always nice to stop in with friends after a night out on the town. The only downside is that parking can be difficult, and it would be great if they make some sugar-free options like some of the other bakeries in the area. And the last person is from Stephanie. Our first time visiting the bakery, the staff was very kind, friendly, patient, and took the time to answer all of our questions and explain the different pastries. We will be going back definitely. Best cannoli I have had, ever had, tasted hands down. All right. That is this week's Business Spotlight. Ladies and gentlemen, I definitely recommend you check out the Grill at the Boulevard, 654 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Mass. Check out Peacock Chinese Restaurant and Cooley Street in Springfield, Mass. And any one of the Florentine locations. Now we're going to get to our final segment, which is Big Wise Weekly Sales. Red seedless grapes are $1.98 a pound this week. Big Y all-natural Angus beef boneless chuck roast is $2.98 a pound. Lay's potato chips are two for four. Go Ritz crackers or Chips Ahoy cookies or Kebler Vienna fingers are $1.99 each. Big Y cheese bars or shredded cheese are six for $10. What a good deal. Uh, Rizzoni pasta or Ken salad dressing or Big Y pasta sauce is 88 cents each. Big Y natural center cut pork chops are 2.69 a pound. Hood ice cream is 2.99. Corando apple cider bacon is buy one get one free. Uh, 4.98 a pound for Big Y premium domestic ham. 4.98 a pound for wild caught cod fillet in the fish department. Now, from the butcher shop, you can get gourmet Italian pork sausage for $4.79 a pound. You can get thick-cut sliced bacon, $6.49 a pound. You can get air-chilled, thin-sliced chicken cutlets, $6.99 a pound. Fresh Big Y all-natural chicken wings, $1.99 a pound. A Cook's Ham Shake portion, $0.69 uh, a pound. And uh, Big Y All-Natural Angus Beef Thin Slice Sandwich Steak is $5.99 a pound. Now, in the seafood department, you get wild-caught sockeye salmon filet for just $7.99 a pound. You can get fresh wild-caught halibut for $14.99 a pound. 
You get fresh wild-caught haddock for $8.99 a pound. Really good deal. Now, you can get Frisco strawberries for $2.99. You can get avocados for $1.29 each. $0.79 cent for fresh parsley. $1.69 each for iceberg lettuce. I'm going to get that for my fox faces and my yellow tang, which are saltwater fish for those who are un- unfamiliar with that. $2.99 for fresh green line green beans. And $3.99 for fresh organic asparagus. Now, in the dairy section, Greek yogurt, big wide Greek yogurt is $4.28. Um, two for seven silk soy milk. Hood milk is two ninety nine. For the natural premium orange juice is three ninety nine. Big Y butter is three dollars and thirty three cents. Now in the frozen food section, or idle potatoes are two ninety nine, which are French fries. Um, Mama Rosa's cheese or large ravioli are two for seven. Aunt Jamina's waffles are two for four. Oreo churros, which I'm dying to try, so I'm going to go to the store tomorrow and get them. They are two for $7. Frosted mini wheats are two for five. So if you are a Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats fan like I am, you can get Kellogg's Frosted Mini Wheats for two for $5. Thomas Original English Muffins are buy one, get one free. Big Y Bagels are buy one, get one free. Big Y Bulky Rolls are buy one, get one free. And in the bakery, Apple Pie is buy one, get one free. And in the deli, store-made fresh mozzarella is $6.98 a pound. World-class turkey breast is $7.98 a pound. And that is just a taste of what's for sale at Big Y's this week. For soda, you've got four for ten. Pepsi, Diet Pepsi, or Mountain Dew, and Coca-Cola 12-packs are three for 12. For the rest of the Big Y Weekly Circular, please check out your local Big Y in a location convenient to you. To find the location convenient to you, simply go to BigYWorldClassMarkets.com or simply BigY.com. This circular runs from Thursday, April 14th to Wednesday, April 20th. Next Friday night, I'm going to have next Friday's weekly sales. All right, and that's this week's episode of The Mass Effect. I want to thank each and every one of you for tuning in. Now, before I end the show, I've got a very special announcement to make. For the very first time ever, American Variety Network now has an app you can download on your smartphone or your Apple phone. Ladies and gentlemen, I am proud to announce I am now on the Google Play Store. Search for American Variety Network on the Google Play Store, and you can download my app where you can listen to my podcast, watch my YouTube videos, and get the latest news on the American Variety Network. So my fans, I ask you to download my brand new app. Currently, right now, it's only available on the Android, 
but by Monday, it'll also be available on Apple phones as well. I have posted a link to the Google Play Store app, so all you got to do is click on the link in the show description, and, and you can download that to your cell phone or your tablet. All right? So make sure you download my app to hear all of my podcasts. I'd like to say thank you to Dalton, Massachusetts, and Agawam, Massachusetts firefighter Ken Saganorf for being a very special guest on tonight's show. I'd like to say thank you to head chef and owner of the Grill at the Boulevard, Anthony Serafino, for being my very first business spotlight guest. And I can't wait for our live on-location broadcast on May 5th. And I want to thank all of you for tuning in to this episode of The Mass Effect. For more information on The Mass Effect, I encourage you to check out our Facebook page, The Mass Effect. With that being said, message to this residence. Have a great rest of your weekend, and thank you for tuning in. Good night, everyone. Next Friday, April 22nd, 2016, it's our next episode of The Mass Effect. On our next episode of The Mass Effect, I'm going to recap David Ortiz's career before he retires as a Boston Red Sox. Plus, I will talk about Cape Cod, a historic vacation part of Massachusetts. Before you go on vacation at Cape Cod, hear me talk about it next Friday on The Mass Effect. Plus, who will be my very special guest? Which business will have the opportunity to be a guest on Business Spotlight? Plus, I will spotlight Shaker Bowl in East Long Meadow and Six Flags New England. All that and more next Friday, April 22nd on The Mass Effect. Are you ready for another live on location broadcast? Listeners, well, I am. Get ready on Friday, May 6th, 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, American Variety Network, and I, Alex Cardinelli, will be broadcasting live from the Boulevard Grill at 664 Page Boulevard, Springfield, Massachusetts. American Variety Network is proud to broadcast from the very first restaurant in Springfield, Mass. Here is what you can expect on this live on-location broadcast. An interview with the head chef and owner, plus a discussion on the menu and preview of the menu. We'll hear from some customers and more. So tune in to the very first restaurant live on location broadcast at the Boulevard Bar and Grill, Friday, May 6, 2016, at 8 p.m. Eastern, right here on American Variety Network. Listener. May 14th, May 14th, something big is coming to American Variety Network on May 14th, and 
It's the 350th episode. That's right. On May 14th, 2016, American Variety Network proudly celebrates its 350th episode. Join me, Alex Cardinelli, and my co-host, Jeremy Stellhorn, as we celebrate 350 amazing episodes. There will be four special guests, including Aquatic Treasures owner Damien. Plus, there will be a fun discussion, some funny phone calls, and more, including a performance from Ryan Serene. So join us for the historic 350th episode, live Saturday, May 14th. 2016 at 8 p.m. Eastern, only on American Variety Network. Thank you for listening to this episode of American Variety Network. Alex Cardinale, Jeremy Stelher, and Donovan Barger would like to say your listen is really appreciated and we hope you enjoyed the show. Head on over to Facebook and hit like on our fan page American Variety Network. Join our group page called American Variety Network Fan Group to post your thoughts on the show or to chat with other members. Have a good night and thanks for listening. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.